Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friends, I'm so glad that you're here with me on another edition of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Really excited to have a new friend of mine, Chris Lumbry, who is here to talk about his new book, Creativity Unlocked, and lots of other creative things. But Chris, man, glad you're here. Welcome. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew when I got uh, heard about what you guys are, are doing and that sort of thing, I was like, this would be a great interview because you love Jesus, you love creativity, you love seeing people's hearts unlocked, which is uh, what I'm passionate about as well. So for those folks that are just getting to know you, uh, give us kind of the the nickel tour of who you are and, and yeah. that sort of thing. And then we'll kind of jump into a little bit of your backstory. So I, I uh, a few years ago, would not describe myself as creative and had this rediscovery of God's creative nature that led into the work that I get to do now. And so I run a platform it's a mission-based company that helps people rediscover joy, purpose, and connection through their creative nature. And we actually work, we love working with artists and folks who are musicians, singers, in all forms of our entertainment, but we love working with people who wouldn't necessarily think that they're creative Yeah, um, because we all are. And we can create through spreadsheets, we can create through songwriting, we can create through scuba diving because it's part, it's one of the most powerful parts of, uh, of our human design. Yeah, I just... I love that. I couldn't agree more. I've I've always believed creativity is is how the kingdom works, right? We see and agree with heaven. We we learn to release his creative nature in and through what we do wherever we're called in in society. And so I'm so glad that you're in that. I, I know that you're in the recovery space a little bit, it seems yep. like as well, which is part of, of my own story and kind of with the, the impetus of when I wrote Unlocking the Art of the Artist 11 years ago is kind of this thing of God using the creative process to heal my heart and kind of realign me. So I, I just like this guy and I are going to, we're going to have a great time talking about <laughs> what, this, yes. what this is, this is all about, but tell me your story. Cause a lot of times, yeah. you know, the, when God gives us a, a vision, he gives us a passion to, to help others. Usually that comes out of ground that we've, you know, developed authority in, in our own life. So yeah. what's been, been your story of, of realizing creativity and, and awakening to that? Well, creativity is one of the most redemptive aspects of our nature because grace is incredibly creative. And I grew up actually in the church um, and was very just achievement oriented. I'm very thankful for you know the heritage that I come from. Sure. Um, but I kind of came up in this environment where I was always felt like I was kind of in between church world and um, a lot of folks who I really care about who didn't necessarily share that faith. And so I, I did my undergrad at Princeton, um, did my grad school at Harvard. And for most of my life was doing my best to say yes to God, whatever way I could. And I had no idea that I hadn't had a deeper experience with the father. Mm. And in early 2016, I was in the middle of uh, you know, doing my best to steward all these amazing opportunities and these gifts I've been given. I was working in Silicon Valley, but I was hurting inside and I was dealing with addiction. I was in denial around um, and it all came to a head. In a, in a season of just a lot of hopelessness, a lot of darkness. 
And I went up to a church in Northern California um, because they had a counseling program. And I wasn't even necessarily sure I wanted more spiritual help. Right. I just needed something <laughs> to shift. And I had this experience with God as a father that, you know, I at that point, I didn't think creativity was not something that was on my radar. I, as a kid, you know, even as a consultant in different professional seasons, I'd wanted to kind of tap into that more. Um, but I didn't realize that this letting go, this process of encountering God as a father would unlock childlikeness yeah. that has been rocket fuel for all things creative. I, I, I'm interested in, you know, your own faith journey and it, relationship to God and that sort of thing. I came out of a very traditional evangelical denomination, you know, not a lot of talk about encountering the presence of God or or being able to hear his voice and, you know, walk with him on a daily basis. It was more about following the rules about, you know, the the code of how we live and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and very much, you know, um, an internal thought base, you know, just keep the rules kind of kind of relationship with God as opposed to, you know, his presence. I remember I went to, to Brownsville revival and I'm older than you, but you know, this is back in the, in the late nineties. And uh, somebody sent me down there. I was a worship leader at the time. And I remember being in this encounter with the presence of God going, Oh my gosh, like this is a whole other world that I didn't even know about. Like, <laughs> like you can hear God's voice and sense of it. You can be healed by him and lead. It's like, Whoa. So was that, I'm just interested. Was that blowing your mind? Like, was that off your grid from a, a faith journey perspective? And it was a lot of new experiences. And yeah. I, I didn't realize I actually grew up in a church that was beautifully charismatic in different ways. Uh-huh. Um, but there were pieces that I, you know, Every there's so many beautiful aspects of the church, yeah. Um, but there's always more to discover. And I think one of the biggest things that was a limiting factor for me was because I came from these kind of intellectual environments. I was always looking for an understanding of God that I could fully explain, mm. and I had this missional focus. And so it was, it was this intent. The intention was, you know, it was pure in a lot of ways. Like yeah, I sure. wanted to be able to explain God, but didn't realize I had put God in a box. And I remember walking into this worship service. I started meeting with a counselor. By the way, I'm a huge fan of counseling and therapy. Yeah. It can transform anyone's life, whether you have big issue, small issue. Yeah. I think everyone can benefit. But I'm walking into the service and I feel the presence of God that I've known from my youth in past seasons. And it was the first time I'd felt hope in so long. I remember praying this prayer, God, if you're real, here's everything. And I think I remember praying this like segment about including like the boxes I put you in. Because I was walking into a service with theology that was way outside my box. And that night was this, this um, love. There's people that I have really benefited from who talk about how God loves our imagination. And he loves to speak to us through our imagination. And I started having an experience with that. And my journey has had both like an instantaneous, otherwise inexplainable, miraculous kind of shift, as well as processing the healing journey. Yeah. And I love encouraging people. Uh, there might be people listening right now that you might feel like you're in a dark season. Well, the crap that we go through can become incredible fertilizer for our creativity, whether yeah. you're an artist, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a stay-at-home parent. And um, every step of my journey in the last six years, the parts that have had ups and downs and different parts of the process, it has been wild to see God redeem things step by step by step. Yeah, yeah. Inherent in the creative process is always 
mystery, right? I'm stepping into this thing that I'm not quite sure how it's gonna gonna yes. end up. I'm following the lead of the Holy Spirit. I'm following the lead of techniques and my craft and intuition and all these sort of things. And yet, I think so many times religion and depending on your faith journey and just maybe the way you're all of us can be wired, we like to have things that are in a line, a linear path that we want to, you know, tell me, Lord, what to do. And I'll step out. And he's like, step out and I'll show you what to do. You know, so yes. talk about that kind of because I, I, I'm just judging from where you went to school and what you're involved in and that sort of thing. I'm thinking this guy may be more of a, a linear intellectual kind of thinker. And then here comes God blowing you away, healing your heart with creativity and mystery and 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 just follow my lead. So how yes. is this, you know, juxtaposition happening in your life? How is how is that happening? Oh my goodness. So I, I those first two months, I took a leave of absence from my work and um was honestly all I was doing was hanging out with the recovery community and hanging out with God. And something shifted for me where I realized what I've been looking for my entire life was meaningful connection. And I love things that carry truth that I would say is like kingdom truth that can translate it to people in different worldviews and contexts because it's the goodness of God that leads people to change and yeah. leads people to repentance. And I think there's a lot of people who may have heard about the gospel that we know and have experienced, but they haven't had an experience of the fruit of it yet. And so that's what happened to me. I had this experience where I was realizing, oh man, I'm in this environment, able to connect to God in a new way. I'm able to have vulnerable, authentic conversations with people, and I'm able to connect to myself in new ways. And I was literally happier than I've ever been. And it's continued. It's been six years now. Of, yeah. This is a better way to live. And I think a lot of times, both in the creative process, in our career journeys, and even ministry journeys, we're often looking for a source of security. Um, we're looking for an answer. Uh, as someone who's, you know, I love my mind at times in my life. I haven't always loved my mind because it's been a, a source of pain. Yeah. But in this journey, realizing, oh, these places where I get stuck in these cycles of overthinking or introspection or self-criticism, I'm looking for an answer. I can even get fixated in that process, even on a creative project. But what I need in that moment is connection. Yeah. You're designed to have connection and creativity is an incredible channel for meaningful connection in our lives on each of those, on each of those three levels as well as it's the secret sauce or sorry, connection is the secret sauce for creativity. Yeah. So if you ever hit a creative roadblock, my, what I, what I love to get to do and work with people around is helping people find connection because there's always ways to create when we are connected in healthy ways. Yeah. You know, having walked through my own recovery journey back in the early two thousands and I, I was walking out of a lot of um, being sexually abused as a kid, wounded relationship with my dad, just a lot of, you know, inner turmoil as we, as we all, you know, have stuff. It was interesting to me, you know, I think everybody that walks through recovery thinks, you know, I'm the only one, nobody just screwed up as I am. Yeah. Nobody's messed it up this bad, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And you, I remember I was in a men's group uh, in Metro Atlanta at the time um, at a big Baptist church, which I thought was hilarious. I said, God's taking a, a charismatic boy and take him to the Baptist church to get healed. But, but it, it was amazing to me, um, no matter what the flavor of addiction was, it was all the same root. And it's yep. what you're talking about is this, this lack of connection. And because I can't find authentic connection, I can't receive love because of the wounds, the baggage, the whatever, I've, I've sought that out in other ways, whether it be 
performance on this side and yeah. whether it be anger control or checking out or escapism through substance abuse or sex addiction or, or whatever it might be. And it mm-hmm. really is not only connection with the Lord, but also that healthy connection with who God's made us to be and also with others. Um, and I found for me, and maybe you can just kind of take this even further. I found for me that when I, when I connected with the Lord and started really being able to receive love from others and love myself, that's when my creativity started to be unlocked. Like I could really be like, it was, I remember telling my wife back then, Oh my gosh, I finally feel like the real Matt is getting uncovered and, and getting unlocked. And I mean, that's my whole story, unlocking the heart of the artist, you know, that was the whole thing, but I I just love that you're finding these true, they're the same truths that are, yeah. that are coming out. So how did you find the connection, the, the connection between connection and creativity? How did that happen for you? And yeah. So I, in that, that kind of shifts in life. One of the gifts of recovery can be, it's an opportunity to rediscover how we think, how we feel yeah. really what life's about. And I look back and I'm like, God, thank you for saving me from addiction, but thank you for also saving me from this kind of honestly, mediocre, yeah, kind of trying on. to optimize self-controlled Christianity. Mm. And it just created this space, even for people in my life to be like, well, we're glad he's still alive. So there's less of a, an expectation of like, life has to go this way. And it was easier for me just to continue to say, God, what do you want to yeah. do? And I began to have these experiences. It started for me with writing. I write fiction. Um, and then I also make electronic music. Um, but I begin to have this permission in this discovery process to find those things that I enjoyed whether or not people would care about them, see them, pay me for them. And this theme of intrinsic motivation, which side note, it is a superpower in the world of business. Harvard, a bunch of other big research organizations have done a ton of amazing research about when we can find intrinsic motivation, which is just naturally occurring motivation, it transforms workplaces. It can transform the creative process. Yeah, And I think there's a lot of folks, exactly what you're saying, Matt. And by the way, thank you for being so open about your recovery journey. It is needed. Like it is so encouraging. It's so powerful. Um, A whole nother conversation about the nonprofit involved in that space. But when we find that those things that bring us joy, not only can we enjoy the process, it obliterates shame, which is one of the biggest barriers to the creative process in any form. And people often think, well, I can't love my creativity until it's of this certain level. Yeah. The fact that we are made in God's image, there's always going to be more to refine. There actually is no arrival point for creativity. What we That's need so is good. a different starting point. And when we can when we can love what we create where it is right now, that's actually what can fuel the growth, the excellence, the refinement. Because we're actually we're designed to operate from desire. Yeah. But a lot of us have learned, and you know, it's a whole nother conversation. I'll stop there. I'm preaching now, but <laughs> this is what I live for, Matt. This is I love it. I'm just I'm saying, go, man, go, man, go. Well, you know, yeah. it's interesting. I you know, so we have a, a global mentoring program for artists and we're, you know, what we, we help heal, get artists hearts healed up, point them in the direction of their art, give them the practical things they need to, to do to grow their business and all that. And, and one of the things that we see a lot, and I'm sure you're seeing this in your work is that sometimes people have this misnomer of, well, I can't create until I get all healed up, you know? And I'm like, yeah. it's actually when you create, <laughs> Yes. It's actually yes. in the creative process. When you invite the Holy Spirit in that, it's, it's not a chicken or the egg thing, right? It's, it's yes. both. It's as we do this with him involved that 
God begins to heal our heart. And I, I think that's kingdom, right? It's like the very thing that I'm going to use to heal you is now going to become the platform and the voice through which I'm going to use and move yes. in your life to, to be the expression of your life, right? A hundred percent. And it can be one step at a time. And I people ask me sometimes, so what are your plans for five years, 10 years? I had no idea over the last five years. It feels like every year there's things that are unfolding. That I'm like, God, how is this possible? And it started for me as I was, as I was exploring kind of those personal passions and some of those journeys, I didn't tell really anyone. I told maybe a couple key friends about um, in the process, but they were very, it was vulnerable. It was tender. But in the process, I felt this calling to leave my job in the corporate tech world that I went back to after this recovery experience. And I, going back with that new operating system, I loved it. There yeah. was a, a fresh purpose and joy, but I couldn't stop talking and thinking about the fact that there's literally 20 million Americans who are dealing with substance-related addictions and not getting help. It might be a couple million less than that now. And stigma and shame being one of those reasons. And I literally would find myself telling anyone and everyone about this issue. I'd worked actually as a social impact consultant before grad school, working on social impact strategies. And you know, there's a lot of opportunities for how we can more practically represent you know, the faith that we experience and the goodness yeah. in, these, in these areas, realizing, wow, when people get help for recovery, mental health challenges, the internal transformation that's possible can change the world. Yeah. So I ended up starting a nonprofit um, that does storytelling and filmmaking called One Step Hope. And even that has been this creative journey where we do micro docs, three to five minute stories, really high quality. And it's all about reframing into this, uh, instead of even just being about sobriety, which any, any pathway towards you know healthier choices in that area is worth celebrating. Yeah. But I had this kind of thought of like, wait a second, when I was addicted, sobriety seemed really scary. Yeah. But what have we told stories about connection, about passion, about career, about all the things people can discover about family in the process? And um, we, you know, in the entrepreneurial journey, there's always things you're going to you know, shift, you're going to learn. Um, and it's long story short, been this incredible journey of getting to serve people across the country with these stories. We actually filmed our first feature length documentary in Alaska last summer. And it's what I've been, what I've been getting to in this long story is it's Isaiah 61. Yeah. It's a story of people um, coming together to see transformation, people getting help, finding support, seeing long-term transformation in their lives um, after experiences of incarceration, addiction. And they're the ones who are seeing families rebuilt. They're the ones who are seeing cities restored. There's so much that's happening in this space. It's really exciting in the midst of the reality that it is tragic and horrific. There are literally hundreds of people dying every day. Yeah. Um, from, you know, overdoses and things related to that. So it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing tension. I think we also find in the creative process between uh, the things that are going well and the things that are in process as well. And it, it's hope that can fuel us, um, whether we're creating for our personal art or creating in, in social transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact too, that creativity is this supernatural language God's given us that whether somebody's a believer or not knows Jesus overtly yet or not, they yeah. can enter into the kingdom truth of creating and the freedom that comes with that, because we know every perfect good and perfect gift comes from the father. This creativity is his idea. And whether people know he wants to move in and through that yet or not, that that is a healing process. And I, I just love that you're positioning this in a way that, that people can experience that because so many times I think the church and just the way people are, are wired, we want people to believe first before they get 
the goodness, you know, and it's like, no, Jesus was all about belonging first, right? It's, we yeah. want to say believe and belong, but Jesus was like, no, I love you. I want you to belong. I want you to experience the fullness of the kingdom. And oh, by the way, this is how you can have more of that, you know? And I just, I love that you're making this process accessible uh, for so many people. There's just something so powerful about loving people with no strings attached. Yeah. And it's, it has been such a flip for me in my own personal faith journey. One of the reasons that I would end up in these seasons of burnout is I get so intense because I had this heart for people to experience this goodness that I, yeah. um, you know, I had experienced, but I didn't realize how much control I wanted to walk with and, and wanted to have in people's journeys. And there's something costly about actually letting go and trusting. Yeah. You know, one, there's one who sows, one who waters, but it's God who brings the increase. Right. And I think there's a whole realm of fruitfulness that we're going to see yeah. as we learn. Um, and I say this with a love towards myself and towards other people who might be in this process. But I was like, there's a lot of things that I would do, or even things that I would say more out of my own insecurity. Sure. And out of a genuine love. And, right. you know, what we've been talking, what we've shown really about, about kind of discovering God in new ways, there's been so much more of this joy and even fruitfulness um, in learning and going the journey of God. What does love look like? Yeah. How do I serve people? Um, and I was actually thinking about before I jumped on this morning, I think how I operate now would have offended myself about 10 years mm -hmm. ago when yeah, I was operating yeah. in the church. But um, almost places where sometimes it's, I, I sense this like, I'm actually not supposed to bring up the spiritual or faith aspect of, of this process. Right. Because in that place, people would then feel like this expectation or pressure to do something. Right. To perform. And right. yeah, to perform. And, and what this moment, what this, whether it's a creative coaching session or an encounter with someone on the street is meant to be, is to be an experience of love where they feel just fully blessed yeah. with no requirement to do anything for me or for anyone else. And it, re it requires trust yeah. to live that way versus looking for things I can, you know, quantify or say, you know, old Chris would have had this like checkbox of like, pat myself in the back because I did this and I saw this outcome. And those things aren't bad. Like the traditional models aren't bad at all. We need all the things. I just think there's a lot of creativity that God wants to bring into the church and how yeah. we actually represent. And there's a lot of fun in the process. Well, you know, I, I just always believe it takes a lot more faith to embrace the mystery of the of the kingdom than it does to <laughs> to just see yes. the overt fruit that we're all looking for all the time. You know, and I'm we're always trying to help artists in in what we do. You know, especially artists that have kind of come out of a religious background and feel called as an artist, but feel like they've got to front load everything they do with with scripture or you know an overt Jesus message or spiritual message. And I'm like. Why not just trust that when you get in the studio, Holy Spirit's there when you invite him and he wants to move through you and you can create and respond in that place and put your work out there and let him bring the fruit and bring the increase and do what he's going to do through it. And more than likely, you're going to be a lot more fulfilled, have a lot more fun, and yeah. see, see a lot more impact rather than trying yeah. to, like you're saying, over-engineer the results uh, pre, you know, the process. So. It's so powerful. People respond. We respond to authenticity. Yeah. And it's it's like the it's the bridge to connection. And side note, I love science. There's a ton of amazing research that that has shown how much we're wired for these different forms of connection yeah. as well. And I um in the community I'm a part of in the world of electronic dance music, um, it's wild because we get to go on this journey with people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been one of the most fun journeys I I personally get to make music. Um 
but through a very different kind of pathway, I ended up stumbling into helping co-lead this online community for people who are producers, artists all around the world. And in that process, there's been this kind of aha moment of, wait, some folks are designed and, or in a season where they're like, they're going to create songs and music that brings great theology and a clear opportunity to respond to the gospel. Right. But there's other folks who are wired to create music or in a season where, you know, this is a song that brings hope to people that keeps right. people alive right. before they have, you know, it might be months or years before they, you know, have this kind of faith experience or encounter. And if we look at culture, you know, going back to classical music, looking at the soul music um, from the seventies and beyond, there's so much that it impacts that, you know, it's harder to quantify, but you think about the impact of hope, of joy, of these, these things that we know come from God, um, and that God in his goodness wants all of his kids to experience in the process that each person has of navigating these bigger questions in life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I want to just hone in on one thing. I just felt like I should ask you this because I think it's a it's something that I see people struggle with a lot of time as they're entering into creativity, you know, in the world that we all live in of turn your hobby into a business and turn your hobby into a passion. I mean, hello, we're helping people do that every yeah. day and, and all the stuff that we do. But I think people do themselves a disservice, especially in their creative process. When they take the seed of creativity, they take this, this emerging gift in place of connection and they automatically try to come over here and monetize it um, and, and pump it and leverage it, you know, and that sort of thing. I think sometimes I'm often, as I look back at my own creative gift, as far as my woven sculpture and basketry and weaving, all the stuff that I've done as a business now for many years, but for 13 years, I did that as a hobby. And it was just my secret Mm -hmm. place of the Lord, my place of expression, my loved walking in the woods and harvesting things and, there's just a lot to be said, I think, for enjoying creativity and the creative process for yeah. what it is without the pressure of needing to monetize it. And if the Lord does it and it's the season for it, great. But I think that yeah. there can be a lot of pressure today for people to make their creativity something when God is just trying to give them a gift of yeah. expression. And it may be something later on. Exactly. And there, there can be so much benefit from those seasons where things aren't necessarily very public yeah. or, or sellable. Um, and we discover who we are as artists in that process, as creative beings. You know, when I work with entrepreneurs, um, you know, people are thinking about making that kind of leap or jump in the, in, in the business world. There's so much wisdom in taking the time to go on that personal journey in your current season as much as possible and see yeah. what you can learn and uncover. Because no matter what your kind of creative expression is, when there's more external demands on it, it's not impossible, but it just becomes harder to kind of yeah. navigate the intrinsic motivation that's there. Yeah. And so we see it very much in the sense of tension of what are the places where this is you know, requiring or filling or needing to check kind of external boxes versus this intrinsic motivation. I think artists maybe experience that more than a lot of other folks. Um, and so it's always something where there's just, I love the phrase trial and layer. So we're, we're always learning because I take this next step forward in my journey, whether it's starting something or think about monetizing something or making a career shift, um, taking baby steps that we yeah. can handle the downside if they don't go like we, like we think they will. But, sorry, we think we, they will. And that's where having creative community in our lives can be so powerful and so beneficial to not feel like we have to do this on our own. Yeah. And when we, when we know that we're creating from worth versus needing to create for it, 
it can enable us to invite people into our journey and to celebrate. And part of it for me was I, so I went on this journey with these expressions. Um, and then I felt, I started journaling about the creative process and I was like, God, I don't know why I'm journaling about this. And it, after this kind of season of exploration, it's about three years into my journey. There's this kind of clear moment where the most unlikely sources kind of confirmed, Oh, this is a book. Oh, and this is a company and a platform. And I was like, God, I'm doing a lot of other things. I'm running this nonprofit. We're doing filmmaking. Do you know how busy I'm, I am? <laughs> I'm like, well, on, honestly, one of my deepest fears that I still have to process through sometimes is I'm doing too much and I'm going to be a failure. Right. Or I'm going to drop the ball. And the Lord stopped me and was like, Chris, your qualification for this is that no one knows about what you're doing. No one knows about your music. No one knows about your fiction writing or very few people do. You know, our nonprofit, we've done beautiful work, but between what we're doing right now, the impact and what we believe God has for it, there's a big gap. Sure. He's like, he's like, Chris, you love your creative process and that is your qualification. And that has been the foundation of the work we've done now for several years of helping people find those things. Cause I come so alive in the creative process. Some of the best, as someone who's dealt with addiction, some of the best natural highs, the same chemicals in our brain and neural pathways that are actually activated by substances or food or sex they can be activated by creative cognition. Yeah. And that's, you know, one it's, I love how, you know, science is catching up to the truth that, you know, we know. Absolutely. And what you're saying that is so powerful earlier about finding joy and it being part of our healing process. Yeah. And I really felt I was supposed to share this on the call. My journey has not been, there was this one shift and then it was like smooth sailing. Right. There have been some ups and downs. There's things that, that shifted my life and I've never struggled again. And I didn't realize how much God loved being with me in the healing process. Mm. I feel like there might be people on this, like listening to this, who you feel like you've maybe had like steps forward, but then you've had some, some low moments in the process. For me, at least, and I think this is, might be for you as well. There's an experience with the freshness of the grace and the goodness of God. Yeah. There's always has been, and always will be the qualification of Jesus. And in every single part every single step that maybe went in an unexpected direction, whether it was personally, whether it was in a creative direction, whether it was with a sense of ministry and calling, there are things that God's doing that are way beyond what we can see. Yeah. And just want to share that word of hope for someone. If you're listening out there and you're feeling, oh, I'm, I feel like I just want to give up. You're not yeah, alone. You know, I, I just love that. I'd, I'd listened to, to Bill Johnson speak the other day after Benny passed away in uh, three days after her passing, you know, he's up My preaching word. at Bethel and it's like, yeah, come on, man. And he, he said something to the effect of, you know, there are aspects of the nature of God that you only can experience in the valley of the shadow of death. And I think it's, you know, it's not that God's trying to drag us through these horrible things, but it's like, this is the nature of what we walk through as humans. We go through yeah. one step forward, two steps back up and down. And it's in those times that we get to, to embrace the, the mystery and the nature of the presence of God uh, in and through us. And I love that you're just, you're inviting other people in that through your own journey. And, um, you know, I just, I say this all the time, you know, two kingdom principles. I try to live by be, you know, faithful with little ruler over much out of Matthew 25 and then so be good. fruitful first and then multiply. And I think yeah. that, man, that's what you're doing. And it's just, it's a pleasure to know you. I know folks are going to want to get the book and uh, all of that, assuming they can grab that at your website. So tell us where you are online and where they can, can grab the book Creativity Unlocked. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. So it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online. 
Our website is onestepguides.com and we have a social media handle as well. Instagram, we do a lot of content there as well. And we have the book. We also do workshops and um, have an app that will be on the apps for the next few weeks. Um, it's in review right now. Um, but Matt, thank you so much for what you do. Your excellence, your heart for people and your heart for the transformative aspects that creativity can bring is so inspiring. Well, likewise, my friend, it's great to know you and glad to have you on. Guys, go to the links that are right here in the show notes. You can grab uh, all the information about Chris and the great work he's doing there. And um, Chris, I hope this is the first of many conversations that we have as we continue to, to, to work together in the field of creativity and the kingdom. So bless you, man. Thanks for being on. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, real quick before you go, I want to invite you to a five-day challenge that I'm doing called the Artist Cashflow Bootcamp. Over five days uh, of really simple lessons and an easy-to-follow worksheet, I'm going to be taking you through the five things that you need to be developing in your business to develop cash flow on a regular basis. We're going to talk about the picture that God has for you for what does your life and, and our business look like in this season of life. We're going to talk about the product. That is, what are you actually taking to the market? What does your art look like? What are, you know, how are you going to build your business? We're talking about the people that you're going to need to build relationships with that are going to buy your art. We're going to talk about promotions. What do you need to do so that they know about the art that you have? And we're going to talk about a plan, how to make cash flow start happening in your business all year long. You know, the number one differentiator between people who are struggling as artists and people who are really thriving as artists is not talent. It's not even the favor of God. You know what it is? It's cash flow. When you learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and develop cash flow in a way that aligns with your unique design for the unique assignment that God has in your life, that's when you begin to see momentum happening in your life. And listen, we can do that in as little as five days. You're going to walk out of the Artist Cash Flow Bootcamp with a clear plan of cash flow in your business, no matter where you're starting. Inside, we're going to be doing challenges. We're going to be doing daily exercises. You're going to come out with a clear plan. We're even going to be doing hot seats. I'm going to be doing individual consulting uh, in people's businesses. You're going to be able to interact with other artists and talk about the things that are working in their business and getting ideas for your own and sharing the things that are working for you as well. It's going to be a great time and I don't want you to miss it. So click below for all the details and join us for the Artist Cashflow Bootcamp. I can't wait to see you there. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.